Here we go. We're going to see how this goes. I get to see into the hearts of, of coaches and athletes yes. so quickly. We can have this adrenaline rush in the moment and still be the image bearers of Christ that we are called to be. My passion is for the life of Christ to be lived out through me. I mean, Seth turned a little red when he was talking. It was really, really good. I get really excited. We want to find an easier time. We want to find a better time. And it's never going to appear. The best time is now. Zach, you're dropping proverbs on us, man. My work as coach is a minister of the gospel. Man, I am looking forward to more conversations around this. You guys are the best. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Competing Biblically podcast. Uh, Nick, Seth, and Zach with you again today. And I'm really excited about the conversation we're going to get in on this episode. I know there's a lot that we want to share, so we'll see what we get to and, and how much of it we get to. But it's good to be with you guys today and excited to dive into this stuff with you guys. Yeah, I'm fired up to talk about the perfect goal. Preparing for this, reading this chapter, the Lord has definitely been working me over. So there will be, um, I'm sure, plenty of opportunities to share. Yeah, where we where we've fallen short, um, and where God is growing us. So I'm really excited for that. What about you, Cakes? Yeah, I'm. I'm obviously we are we are a team that is always excited, um, which is not just something we say. I mean, it is truly. I mean, like yeah. I'm sitting here. We came in. I mean, we always come into the time of talking. And we all had hard workouts. We yeah. all had hard workouts today. Yeah, we, we all. So like, there's we, lots of limping and complaining about hamstrings hurting, <laughs> just to be honest. But we do feed off each other's energy. Yeah, and I think, like, I mean, it, it is every time that we get together, it is the spirit, like, working. Because, like, there's yeah. no way that I have this energy right now. Because I'm tired. I, like, I woke up early. We worked out. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, there's mm-hmm. no other explanation. And I think, like, I mean, we, we were talking about uh, this chapter um, before we start, like before we start recording everything, and man, this chapter is where we get to dive into the mm-hmm. meat of what we've been talking about, um, yeah. and really get to some of the application of the things that uh, laying the groundwork. I know uh, when we started the competing biblically stuff, when we had those first uh, four, maybe five episodes, we, yeah. we were just talking about all these things that are foundational and apply yeah. to everything, and it, uh, and then all those things start to come together at a certain point, and yeah. this is that point. This chapter is the point where. We get to see all those things working together. For sure. Also, pro tip for you guys listening who are following along in the hat. um, I use, (laughs) I use, so this is pro tip for highlighting in your Bible. Uh, Crayola makes these twistable colored pencils. Colored pencils are fantastic for highlighting. Just pro tip. It's also fantastic to make your hap look even better. Yeah. Is the color in the pictures? Nick's hap definitely is a step or a, so, a step and a half above mine. Probably three steps above Zach's. Yeah, Zach so. just puts like a couple stars on each page, and he likes to keep it classic. I am all about bringing life to the pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's typical. I that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> oh yeah, that is right. Zach's favorite. <laughs> He's. I mean, I guess it's a lot of people, but like the two most popular flavors are vanilla and chocolate ice cream and i'm like no i need mix-ins i need 
extra stuff. I'm going to throw chocolate syrup on it. I'm going to go get a banana and cut it up and put it in there. And you're just boring. Yeah, this no, I'm just vanilla. a classic guy. I don't need a lot to make me happy. Um, glazed donuts, vanilla ice cream. Just very, very simple, you know? Got to find joy in the simple things. Just kiss. He keeps it simple. It's another word instead of stupid. Help us find that out. Send us a Send us something. Give us a better version of KISS. Keep Are we to simple. that level of sanctification? We can't say the word stupid anymore? If so, I probably don't belong on this podcast. <laughs> well, Seth, we've been meaning to talk to you. <laughs> we did have to get on me. You did get on me about using the word idiot, so here we go. That's, <laughs> I don't Bible. know how long ago. I don't know what episode that was from. The Bible does say not to call your brother a fool. True. So they're kind of in the same vein. True. Mm. First <laughs> confession right there. <laughs> All right, but today, uh, all joking aside, today is Zach was right. This is really a culmination. Mm-hmm. Um, the as and as Nick shared, the title of the chapter is the perfect goal. What is it we should be setting our eyes on? And I know last time we kind of talked about the dilemma of the Christian athlete. Sometimes how our faith can actually, when we interact in the world of sport from a place of faith, sometimes it could be a challenge, and what yeah. those barriers are, and how we can overcome and actually use the opposite. How faith can be an asset to our athletic competition and how athletic competition competition can be an asset to our faith. So if you didn't listen to that, go back and listen to that. It was a good episode, but yeah, I'm really excited to talk about today and the perfect goal. Talk about goal setting. What should we be striving towards? And I know I was, before we recorded, I was like, so, so many kids want to, you ask them, you know, what do you want to do? Oh, I want to be playing NFL, playing NBA, play professional soccer, be a professional, this, be a professional, that. And so we talk about goals all the time. What goals should we have when we're competing? Yeah, so Wes kind of starts off here with this image of setting the right goal. And again, so we'll probably, we talk about this amongst ourselves a ton and mm-hmm. we realize it doesn't come through the microphone as often as we'd like it to. Yes. So when it comes to like the goal for us, what we've kind of dubbed as the goal or the win is that we want to glorify God by closing the gap between our potential and performance through the power of the spirit. So that's our goal. Like the competing biblically goal is that like we want to glorify God, closing that gap, trying to be like him, be holy as he is holy, be righteous as he is righteous. Um, And we can only do that by the power of the spirit. So Mm -hmm. um, Wes uses this image here of like that idea of our potential sits at a place that only God knows. Like God knows how far, whether it's the athletic ability that we have, like there's only so much athletic ability that we have. Mm-hmm. And to go back to last episode, there's only so many talents that we've been given, whether it's one, five, or 10, like we're given a certain amount. Now what we do with them, how we maximize those talents is a whole another story. Um, but he talks about here using the illustration of a high jumper who kind of has um, that image in his, or the lock in his mind that his max performance is 6.5, a jump of 6.5, and it's saying that he could his actual potential is like 7.3. So we kind of have these limiting goals as we're looking to set goals and to figure out what we should be doing. And, and just spoiler alert going forward in the episode so that we're not setting it up and pulling the rug out from under you. We are – there's really only one goal that we stated before the goal is to be conformed into the image of Jesus. So we'll dive into that more later, but as we're setting goals, we want a goal that's big enough to hold us um, and big enough, big enough to carry us to where we need to go. 
Yeah, it's um. We talk about goals. This is a quote from page thirty-one of the HAP that I really liked. Um, it's common to set our sights on goals to bring us maximum personal satisfaction, yeah, rather than maximum development. Mm, that's good. And that's like closing the gap. That's maximum development. Yeah. And and here's the thing: we talked about this off off the air too. Is most of the athletic world, if you say our goal is to close the gap between potential and performance, they would go, yes, all on board. Matter of fact, that is a goal of a lot. You would probably hear a lot of people say closing the gap. But number one, when we say our potential and performance are probably different from their idea, they're probably Mm -hmm. thinking strictly athletic potential and performance. Yeah, first dimension. Yeah, maybe second dimension, like personal um, potential and performance. But we even go deeper to say spiritual, and we say all those three things are not separate, but they're one thing, fully integrated sport. But we also, we have God's way, God's power, God's glory, Mm -hmm. um, or two by four, if you like to say it that way. So we want to do this God's way, the the by his power piece. So the closing the gap is God's way. The um, power of the spirit is God's power, and obviously... Glorifying God is God's glory. So that's where we're different. And that is a development. That's a maximum development goal. That's not a personal satisfaction. That's not a getting a first team all conference or, or you know, whatever recognition. Yeah, conference championship. Yes. And those things will come. And, and, we, and Wes talks about that. Those things will come. And it's okay to celebrate those things. But that's not what we set our eyes on. Um, those are just things that happen mm-hmm. as a result of our work and our development and our growth. Yeah. When I think about like maximizing, maximizing our potential, maximizing our, not potential, maximizing our ability. I mean, it kind of goes back. We, 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 Seth asked this question. So if a kid, like he opened with that idea of kids are always telling him, yeah, the question of like, Hey, what's your goal? Why are you playing sports? And kids tell him all the time that they want to play professionally. I would have told you that too. Like that was my goal. But I think a good question of that is a- asking the question, why? So we're talking about, like, why do you want to rush for this many yards? Why do you want to win a conference championship? Recognition is tied up in the midst of that. And we're definitely, you win a conference championship so that you can have a little swagger and bravado to you. Like, mm-hmm. I've won, I won a conference championship. I have a ring that is somewhere in my car for the past because I wanted to see if it still fit and I wore it out to annoy my wife and it's been in my car ever since. Like mm-hmm. it is fading. Um, but yeah, I was just confronted. I confronted one of the ways that I've seen that I've fallen short in this way is in my pursuit of maximizing my ability that um, was reminded. I, I had a tryout with the New York giants in the spring of I think 2010 2009, 2010, well, spring of 2010, and um, got cut. Like my my story of my career is definitely NFL, not for long. But I got <laughs> cut at the end of rookie minicamp, and uh, I just stopped pursuing it. And someone brought that back up on a call this week that they thought that I should have kept playing. And uh, I look back on my college career, and I, I look at a ton of missed opportunities where I set my goal too low. Mm-hmm. I set my goal to be the best, like to be one of the best players on my team, to be recognized, to all these things, and I, I would get that gratif- Like my teammates would say that I was really good, 
Like I would get praise from co- my coaches, and I would, and I was content with that. So like there was a ton of missed opportunities. I, I didn't hit the weight room as hard as I could have. Like definitely didn't hit every rep. Didn't do all the things that I needed to do in the weight room. Even like when I was preparing for the NFL uh, or for my pro day and things like that. Like missed training days, all because of this idea of these self-satisfying goals. Like it was to make me feel good. And when I was, so one of my core idols, root idols is comfort and pleasure. And when my comfort and pleasure would get tested about whether I should uh, endure working out or get up early and go to the gym, or even now in this weight loss journey, this fitness journey of like getting up, getting up, coming down to this basement, putting my workout in, being disciplined with the foods that I eat. It's like, I'm, if my goal is just simply to lose weight, if my goal is just simply uh, to make a team, I can, I'll and just so that I can get recognition, so that I can get an attaboy. Mm-hmm. That's easily compromised by wanting comfort and pleasure now, by not yeah. thinking long term over short term. But if my goal is to be conformed into the image of Christ, and athletics is a tool to do that, working out is a tool to do that, the weight room, preparation, film study, all of that is an opportunity for me to worship and to be conformed to the image of Christ, that changes the entire game plan. This morning uh, on my workout sheet, there was something that was mismarked, and I was confronted after going through this stuff of like, man, am I going to follow the Lord or am I not? And I realized that I almost missed a thing, and I did it. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man. I was praying. I'm like, Lord, I want to glorify you in this. I want to get the most that I can out of this this workout. I want to push through and endure. And it strengthened me mm-hmm. physically, but it also strengthened me spiritually. And it was almost like the Lord set that up this morning as a redeeming, like, hey, don't be don't be condemned by this. Accept the conviction, yep. but move on. But it was a redeeming, um, loving moment between me and the Lord with no one else around at 5 o'clock this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely identify with, um, I think we all can, but of the self-seeking, the self, um, self-glorifying self goals, because recog- why Why did I, what was one of the main reasons I love soccer? Number one, I always felt in control when I was on the field. Number two, I got recognized for it, something I was good at. Um, it got me attention and words of affirmation and praise really blew my head up. And I mean, I would even say that I was humble, but I mean, I really thought I was something when people started noticing or taking to, or I wouldn't say anything about, you know, whatever award I had received, but I liked, cause a lot of people didn't know like some of the things I had accomplished, but I would be pleasantly, I would relish the moment when they'd be surprised about some of the things I'd accomplished. And that sounds awful, but that was really my heart because I love that recognition. And even now, sometimes, like, there's still that temptation temptation to try and find recognition. Mind you, for things that I did a long time ago that nobody really cares about anymore and really don't matter. I mean, mm-hmm. and the work that God is doing now through me in the area of sport, those things really don't matter hardly at all as as paul would say i count them as nothing as loss as rubbish as filth um compared to the surpassing worth i mean he says of knowing christ and i would say the surpassing worth of knowing christ and serving him in this arena and, and seeing him work so 
the the goal of recognition Wes hits on a lot and just these self-serving goals um, and goals that maximize personal satisfaction. I've heard this said about many things and it's true. Whatever you're looking to accomplish, if you're not enough without it, you're not going to be enough with it. And that's true because you're going to come, you're going to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And he lays out um, a team, was it a wrestling team, mm-hmm. that they had their eyes set on this contest. They won the contest. And there was this moment of elation and joy, which was followed by a huge letdown, a huge rut. And um, it didn't bring them ultimate joy. Like they had set their eyes on this, set their eyes on it, set their eyes on it. And then it was... It brought something for a moment, but then that's it. And now you just got to look for the next thing. Um, And that's what it is when you look for personal satisfaction. There's a greater goal and a greater motivation. Yeah, and so we're talking about this greater goal, greater motivation. And and Wes would say it this way, that there's only one legitimate goal. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think of talking... I think of talking with Scotty, and Scotty would say the same thing. I, I think that the goal is twofold for us in the competing. Like, this is where I know that this is the heart of the hat, but where our the framework rubs a little bit is that it's not just about our personal transformation, but it's our personal transformation is for us being conformed in the image of Christ. It's actually about the mission of God. Not mm-hmm. that's not the end game. To sim like just for us personally to be transformed, the end game is for us to be transformed, and for us to participate in the mission of making disciples. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even thinking about this big goal, I mean, I I think back to where is this coming from? Where are the scriptures coming from? Where are we building this idea of like this supreme thing? The one thing we should be thinking about is conformity into the image of his Christ, into the image of his Son. Um, you see it here in Romans eight twenty nine, uh, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed into the image uh, of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Mm-hmm. You also see it in First Peter uh, one thirteen. He talks about um, talks about this idea of that we are to be holy as he is holy, pursuing this, pursuing righteousness, pursuing. Holiness, and then I've been reading in Colossians a little bit, and the Apostle Paul talks about it in Colossians 1, that all of his effort, all of the striving that he gives into with the Spirit's effort is so that everyone would be made mature in Christ. Mm-hmm. So that would be another way of being conformed to the image of, in, into the image of Christ, is that we would be made mature in him, that we would grow to fullness in him. Yeah, and I don't want to dwell too long here because we have talked about this, but... That's one one of the reasons I think ath- athletics is such a perfect place to do this is we talk about first reactions. We talk about conforming to the image of Christ. Many times, like we talk about, the intensity and the pressure of athletics brings what's inside of us, our heart, to the surface. And so um, that potential in performance, closing that gap, what are we talking about? We're talking about the heart. And just like we're talking about conformity to Christ. And um, so many times in the heat of the moment, things get brought to the surface. And Wes brings up quite a few of these examples. But what happens when, you know, referee makes a bad call? Uh, I know, Zach, earlier you were talking about cheap shots and we were talking just amongst ourselves and how you used to react versus how you react now. Um, Those kinds of things. What happens in those moments and what kind of heart comes to play? Is that 
does that heart look like Christ? And so that goal is, that's God's goal for us overall, but athletics is the perfect avenue, and I say that with all conviction, to work that out. That's why I'm getting to the point where I really believe, like, we should be really encouraging people to play sports, not just like to look like Christ, not just to use it if they play it. But I'm like, man, if you want to look like Christ, you need to get out on the field because what a great training ground uh, in order to make that happen. I do not disagree. So I've, I've really, that conviction has come stronger and stronger on me. But, and I do want to move on to where Wes talks about these intermediate goals. So, he entertains this idea of like, what about goals to win conference championships? Or he talks about someone wanting to go to the Olympics. Um, yes, I know my goal, the ultimate goal is to be conformed to the image of Christ, or as we would say, glorify God by closing the gap between our potential and performance through the power of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. But what about these other things that are happening in front of me? Is it wrong to, to shoot for those things? And he talks about intermediate goals. And he says that unless an intermediate goal helps you achieve your ultimate goal, then it's not an intermediate goal. So for instance, a conference championship does not, like that as a goal does not help you reach your ultimate goal. So he says, it's okay to plan for those things. Like when you're doing your workout routines, it's okay to plan to peak at a specific moment. But those things are not to overtake us as our goals because they must fit in our goals our intermediate goals must fit in to the ultimate goal um, of conforming into the image of Christ yeah um, I think like my team uh, right now is just a really um, good worldly example of what these what he means by these intermediate goals Um, so right now like our our team uh, as a whole is aiming to win a conference championship uh, as a program and so a part of that, a part of what we are doing to accomplish that is lifting. Uh, we go as a team uh, four days a week, uh, every morning uh, at six or seven in the morning. Uh, we get up, team split in two, and we lift. But right now, what we're doing isn't going in there and lifting and maxing out and doing as much weight as we can because our ultimate goal is to be able to develop muscles uh, to be able to use in our sports that are quick twitch uh muscle fibers and not slow twitch so when you are like just a little bit of science of like when you are squatting 500 pounds you are doing an incredible thing however you are developing muscle that all it does is push push weight up when you play lacrosse or when you play football when you play sports those things are good but you want uh quick twitch muscle fibers explosive explosive movements so in order to be able to use that muscle as fast as you can in the decision in a moment on the field uh, so what we're doing is a lot of lighter weight stuff, a lot of lower body percentages of our maxes. And so like that for a lot of guys is a struggle that, uh, for me is a struggle. I'm like, man, I want to be big. <laughs> I want to look huge, but that can't be the goal. The, the, the reason we are lifting is not to get big and to look good at what we are doing in just lifting. The reason we are lifting is to be better at our sport. And so I think that like, that is where the mindset is with these intermediate goals. And that's where the mindset is in planning with the Bible and with our faith is like, it is okay to have goals when they are aimed and specifically help us accomplish the goal in the end. Mm -hmm. So like with our faith, if my goal in my faith is to memorize 
a chapter of the Bible or a book of the Bible. The goal can't just be so that I can say that and people compliment me for knowing that much. Like the, the goal can't be this outward appearance of, oh, I'm, I'm really strong in my faith. I know this much about scripture. Like I, I can connect these dots. I can uh, memorize all this stuff in my head. The goal is so that, I mean, Nick says it all the time, is that I would get into scripture so that scripture gets in me so that scripture would come out of me. Yeah. Like it, it, it is what we talked about a couple episodes ago of just loading the clip. Like we want to put scripture in our mind so that the Holy Spirit would call to our mind scripture when we get into moments where we are tempted, when we have teammates who are asking questions uh, about temptations, about uh, our faith, about why we live the way we live. These intermediate goals help us accomplish our ultimate goal. Yeah, that that's true, Zach. And sometimes we're afraid. We talk about the intermediate goals. So you're saying I can't chase an award or championship or a spot on the team or whatever. And the reality is, and we talked about this a lot over process over results, when we lay those things down for God's mission mm-hmm. and God's purpose, um, and we focus on the process, God calls us to do, we follow God, we trust and obey what he has us to do, things that are in his word and maybe specific things that he's told us to do. Um, and when we do that, God isn't, God isn't held down by our circumstances and he's not <clears throat> God's goal for you is bigger for than for you to get recognition. As and honestly, while I'm if you do things God's way and you're, you know, for God's way, God's power, God's glory, um, I'm sure that will increase your performance and get you recognized. But at the same time, the enemy wants to use that to bring you down. Uh, we talked about that earlier, how recognition can Sometimes the enemy uses success in order to, to take people away. Um, and the reality is all those things. And I think, Nick, I don't remember if this was on air, off air. You talked about us. You know, when we when we get to heaven, we will get crowns. But we're going to give them back and lay them mm-hmm. lay them at, at Jesus' feet. And we have to be willing to lay those things down when we pursue the mission of God. And the truth is, uh, we talked about being a steward and... When we trust God, we have to leave the results up to him. The recognition, the championship, the result of the game, um, a compliment we feel like we want to get. Like those results, we need to lay those down because when we when we follow God, the results are up to God. We are not responsible for those results. Those things, and Wes says this, those things will come about. We will get recognized for certain things as we go about doing this, but those aren't the things we're chasing after. We lay them down for pursuit of God's mission. And, I mean, we talk about all the time, not my will, but yours be done. Mm -hmm. We lay down those things, and that's what we chase. So those intermediate goals, you know, when Wes was asking, is it okay to chase a conference championship? Those things may come, but that's not what we run after. We run after something bigger. I think of, um, is it 1st or 2nd Corinthians 9? where it says um, they run for a perishable crown, but we run for an imperishable crown. And and that's what I'm thinking about right now, where, where Paul talks about he buffets his body and he puts in the work be, to run for an imperishable crown. Seth, as you're saying that, I, I can't help but like... So that is the... Like, I'm, I'm with it. That imperishable crown is the goal. Mm. Like, that's what we're chasing, whether... 
we call it conformity into the image of Christ, or we use this term a lot, closing the gap between potential and performance, or we also use this term of integrating sport and faith. Yeah, so anyway, whatever we call it, that's that imperishable crown is what a life that looks like the life of Christ, that's overflowing, where Christ is overflowing, where the Spirit is living through us. That's the goal that we're chasing after. But it's hard. Like, mm-hmm. it's filled with distraction. It's filled with all types of things. So we, we've talked about this before, and they talk about it here in, in the HAP as well, this idea of a focal point, mm-hmm. of like picking something out. on the, Like, this is a practical way to to keep Christ at the forefront of our mind, to keep this goal on the forefront of our mind. I mean, the book of Deuteronomy talks about, write it, write it on your doorpost, write it on, yeah. like, tie it around your wrist, put it, everywhere. put it on your forehead. Like, whatever you do, don't forget that your job is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus would say, and, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Like, that's the law and the prophets. Like, that's what we need to be focused on. So we need reminders along the way. And then Wes also gives these two examples here um, of things to remember that our athletic performance, when it comes to the outcomes and when it comes to like what we're, when we get done preparation and we go uh, to compete or even like Zach, you were talking about as you're lifting, like that end result, you put in the work, you do all the things to be conformed to the image of Christ. Those are all opportunities for God to do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. And we got to like hold on to Romans 8.28 that um, he's working all things together for our good, even if that ends in suffering, even if that ends in us not, um, things not working out the way that we want them to work out, or if they do work out the way they work out, we know that God put it together and it's not us. Yeah. And this is where that piece that uh, we talk about a lot, um, where our mindset doesn't change whether we are getting the starting position or we're sitting on the last place of the bench. Like this is where that stuff applies. This is where we find, uh, I mean, really a lot of the difficult parts of mm-hmm. applying this stuff is like when yeah. things don't go our way, it's really easy to be happy when things are going our way. Um, and it just gives us, uh, I mean, little story of, uh, two, uh, athletes and they're competing for a spot to go, mm-hmm. uh, to play in the national, uh, tournament. And, one athlete misses the mark by just a minute. And again, it points us back, Hey, what, what would be your first reaction um, Mm -hmm. to that first spot? Say you and this guy are competing or you and this girl competing for a starting spot on a team. You're doing really well. You're both doing incredibly. Um, You're playing to your best performance. You're playing the best that you can. And it comes out on that day on game day and you're one spot below her. You're Mm -hmm. one spot below him. Like what is your reaction in that moment? And, and, and again, it's not, um, it's a litmus test to see how these things are changing you and yeah. your attitude and your mindset. Like when we see changes, when we see, oh man, I'm really happy that they got that spot because you know, and when you give your all, it really, I mean, Nick, you said it so well, and he says it so well is you are laying down your effort to mm-hmm. see what Christ would do. And man, like we, we can't control or be controlled by that outcome. Like that is the point of what we're talking about. The point is to say, give your all 
and then like it'll work out. No, the point is to give your all to be able to say in both circumstances, like what you said, if we get that top spot, know that we put in the work and Christ gave us that position. Yeah. And then if we don't get that top spot, knowing again what Romans eight twenty eight focuses on is like knowing that even in the bad, even when we give everything and nothing turns out our way, that Christ is working that for our good. Mm-hmm. Knowing that bad or good, the way we see our situations, Christ has, again, that long-term over short-term. It, it might not be better for me to start that game. It might, be, it might mm-hmm. end up being better for the team, for me, for that person to get that starting position for that game. And like that is where a lot of these things uh, start to play in. Yeah, so as we're evaluating, and Zach, I mean, Wes makes a great point here, and Zach, appreciate the transition there. Um, and when we're evaluating where we're at in Christ, and they use this example of a football player wanting the glory for getting a catch, and he gets lit up on a and misses the ball, and curses come out of his mouth. I've heard that that happens on football fields, and I definitely contributed to that, BC and in my salvation being worked out with fear and trembling. Um, just remember, we talked about this I think two weeks ago, that idea of First John one nine of like when we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Even when our first reaction isn't what it needs to be, even when we fall short, uh, when we're not hitting the mark, when we're not doing things the way that we're supposed to do them, he's ready to forgive. He's ready to allow us to admit it, fix it, don't repeat it. And we can continue on this journey of, of being conformed in the image, closing that gap. Yeah, and again, we say it uh, every week, every opportunity that we get but like we are not perfect we do not Mm -hmm. always do this well um and that is something that like we are all struggling through and that is the the grace that we are given in christ that is the the beauty that we see in being sons and daughters of christ is that we are given forgiveness even after we're saved when we still mess up when we still find ourselves with the wrong reaction um that christ is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins amen I did want to close actually with that first Corinthians verse from today because I feel like it sums up a lot of this well. Um, and it's first Corinthians nine twenty four to twenty seven, and it says, "Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it." And that's what we talk about. We talk about setting the goal and working on closing that gap between potential and performance, and giving our all at all times. We're not called just to walk through this, but we're called to run as if we were to obtain the prize. And so then he goes and say, every athlete exercises self-control in all things. Mm. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. That conference championship you want, I'm telling you, there's something greater out there for you than that, that God wants for you, um, that we are chasing. And there's a greater future in front of you than first team all conference, first team all state. And then verse 26, he says, So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Mm. Um, So that's our goal. That's why we set these goals. That's why we set this focus. Um, So there we go. That was another great episode. It was great talking with you guys. And next week... We are rolling into chapter seven, which oh, we're talking about winning, which I'm sure is going to be an interesting conversation. So be sure to tune into that one. And don't forget, 
register for the handbook on athletic perfection the call we're doing the competing biblically call we'd love to have you on there that link will be in the description and we would love to see you guys close the gap <laughs>